Welcome to Digital Marketing Happy Hour, a podcast about marketing, technology, and all things life. This is episode number 17, where we discuss the three critical pillars of digital marketing. It starts right now. Digital Marketing Happy Hour is brought to you by Araxum, your resource for marketing and technology. For more information, go to araxum.com. That's A-R-A-X-A-M.com. So hopefully you know the drill by now. This is a happy hour. And what happy hour is complete without a few beverages? Ryan, what you drinking today? Keeping it local. You know, just recently I took a little uh, sort of staycation, went down to Anna Maria Island, which is really beautiful uh, in the uh, right off the uh, Bradenton, Florida, and kind of just stayed local with my beers. I've been kind of carrying that over. So uh, Cigar City. A, uh, a Florida cracker. It is. It's great. Belgian style white ale. I'm not a huge Belgian style fan, but every once in a while, I go through little phases. And uh, so, Florida cracker is my jam. How about you? What are you drinking? I am staying local as well. I went with uh, another Copper Tail tonight, which is a brewery out of Ebor City here in Tampa. Uh, I am drinking Independent, which is a Pilsner. We have our beverages in hand, so let's get started. He's Chris Casale. I'm Ryan Smith. Thank you again for joining us for another episode on the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. Marketing is a passion of ours, and we hope you're going to enjoy this episode. Our goal is to help your business achieve results so you can reach your goals. So the idea for this episode actually came to us two weeks ago, back on episode 15, when we had Neil Schaefer as a guest on the show, and he was discussing his book, The Age of Influence. During that episode, he discussed the three pillars of digital marketing, which consists of search, social, and email. If you hadn't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it. It's episode 15, The Age of Influence with Neil Schaefer. Please check it out. In case you missed it or if you need a refresher, here's an excerpt from what Neil had to say on the three pillars of digital marketing. You know, today you need to do search, you need to do social, you need to do email. These are the three you know, pillars of digital marketing. And every one of them requires content, right? You can't do any of those without content. So if you're going to have content, what is that content going to look like? And if you're just doing content based around products and services, you missed out, missed out on, on all the Google searches and all the conversations in social related to things related to those products or services or the, the, the problems that they solve. So once you start getting into that, you get into the sort of the storytelling, you get into tapping into the voices of your customers, what have you. And that becomes blog content, that becomes social media content, right? So it really is a natural extension. If you want to be successful in business today, you really need to figure that out and get the courage. And maybe if you don't have the courage, you hire someone or you partner with someone that can show you the way that's been there, done that, that can help give you that courage. So in that brief sound clip, Neil managed to discuss several things that we've talked about extensively on this podcast before. He talked about content and the importance of varying forms of content. He talked about developing authentic content for your audience. He also talked about inadvertently knowing your audience and the type of content that's right for them. But it all goes back to those three pillars he mentioned, search, social, and email. And it really starts with search. It's funny. I feel like I read 
you know, at least one new article a month that says SEO is dead. You don't need to worry about SEO anymore. And, you know, I feel like that's done just as a matter of clickbait, just as a way to engage people and get them to click on the article because SEO is very much alive. It is not going anywhere. 68% of online experiences begin with a search engine, according to Bright Edge. 53% of all website traffic comes from organic search. That all starts with content because you have to be found on the search engines in order for you to be relevant in the world today. There's a running joke that marketers tell. I've seen it numerous times and I can't remember where it was, uh, what the genesis of it was, but as the joke goes, where's the best place to hide a dead body, Ryan? On page two of Google. So one of the big things we've noticed, too, is just from the SEO, and, and I love that you mentioned SEO is dead. Basically, two out of the three pillars that Neil talks about, I have heard with SEO and with of search and then also with email. Everybody's saying it's dead. Been hearing it for years. It's so not dead. Um, the fact that people still write it and you mentioned it, it's all about the clickbait. But content is truly king. Now, you can't just have content alone. There's other things that you need to get yourself more website visitors, which is all of this is trying to drive, drive right? Influence, influence, therefore people click you and you're building yourself with trust and reputation. With search, there's so many components to it. From an SEO standpoint, you also have a part of it that has to do with that local SEO. And again, you know, small to medium-sized businesses, which we know a large part of our audience is, it's not only it, but there's a large part of it, especially that has that brick and mortar, that local shop that people go to. The big searches that have really jumped up, you know, a couple hundred percent, I've read somewhere about 200% in the last two years, people are searching for where to buy, or they're searching for something near me, right? Whatever that product is, it could be a car dealership near me, uh, where to buy pizza, whatever it is. These are things that people are searching for. So when you're a local, it's obviously important to not to incorporate those main keywords, but also your geolocation. So search is still a major pillar in this. And you have to not only create the content on your website, which is including creating articles, creating blog contents, creating that product page, not just showing the features, but writing the benefits of it using sort of those keyword rich copy. That is one aspect of it. I think another aspect of search that now this just pertains primarily to the local, it's your Google My Business page. That is something that is extremely overlooked by a lot of businesses. That is huge in getting yourself for search. And again, when we talk about search, we're talking about SEO. So this is organic and this is free of getting your visibility up there. So it is optimizing your Google My Business page. If you're not sure where that is, just do a Google search for Google My Business or you can go to business.google.com. You're going to have to claim your business if you haven't done so already. But once all of that happens and you're verified, now you can create content on your Google My Business page. And it's huge. And you have to think of Google My Business, while it is a Google-owned property, you have to think of it as your second website because you can create content there. You can have reviews there, which is a big part also as a signal to get organic rankings. You can update your address and you can have your map locations. If you're a business that has multiple locations in different parts of your town or even 
in different states. You know, you can manage all of that through there and you can do each location separately. So you can create separate content, separate, you know, store hours, whatever it may be. Search is so far from dead and it's important that you still create content, not just on your website, but also on your Google My Business. And if you're not local, still create local only, meaning your services, your products just for that local area. You still want to create that page and you still want to create content. You want people to provide reviews to it because this is all going to help you increase your organic ranking. So Chris, you know, kind of what we talked about, so many people are still searching. There are ways to get up in front and top of the organic rankings that don't necessarily have to be just paid only. Now, when we talk about paid and we talk about organic I'm first and foremost will tell you you have to manage expectations. When I'm working with a client and we're talking about starting SEO, the first thing they're thinking about is, you know, how fast can I get, get to that number one or get on that first page? SEO is the marathon. Your PPC is the sprint. Manage that expectations right now. If you're doing PPC, I can get you on at the top of the page. Give me an hour or so and we can get everything up there. If you're talking about SEO, it's going to take a while. I can't give you a time frame, but I can tell you, don't even look at your rankings. I would say for the first six months, really. Could take longer. It just depends on the competition that's around you and so forth. But it is very much alive. It does take a lot of work and it begins with content. Yeah, I always advise clients that SEO is a six to nine month strategy. You really are not going to start to see the results of it for six to nine months from the time that you build that appropriate content and distribute it on your website. And if you haven't been continually doing it throughout the length of that, you know, six to nine months, essentially, if you stopped because you didn't see anything, it's going to tail off very quick. So it's important that you stay focused with it. I also think that SEO gets a bad rap because there are a lot of companies out there that sell you know, quote unquote SEO services. And they use a lot of black hat techniques, essentially techniques that are used to game Google to rank the pages higher in the search results. The thing is, Google's been cracking down on that for years. And companies and websites that have engaged in those techniques have been very heavily penalized. Some of their pages completely de-indexed, so they weren't found in the search results. Google and other search providers, search engines, are moving more towards that natural language selection, where the idea being that, you know, the way you speak is the way you type, and that's how the content is found and retrieved for you. And we're not talking about, you know, single key words here. We're talking about search terms or key phrases. In fact, there was a survey done by Ahrefs that showed that 70% of search queries contain four words or more. So people aren't typing in one or two words to find what they're looking for. They're typing out the entire phrase. But search really remains one of the key pillars for success because, you know, in conjunction with everything Ryan mentioned about local search, data shows that organic or leads from organic sources have a much higher close rate and they're better quality in terms of engagement overall. So your search pillar is is a very important one and it really goes back to a lot of the core elements we've discussed on this podcast numerous times which is creating content and publishing it on your website or your other platforms so you can be found you know it's interesting too you talk about the, the queries you know four keywords or more so the other way of saying that too is that long tail keyword searches and there's been studies to show that their click-through rates are anywhere from three to five times higher than sort of your generic searches part of the reason for that is the longer your keyword phrase is, the more specific it is, 
and you're going to hit somebody who's looking for that specific item that you're, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to uh, optimize your page for. Your audiences will be smaller with that, but you will get people who are more interested, maybe even more ready to buy whatever it is you're selling by having that long tail keyword phrase. So it's really important to create pages on your website. Again, could be blogs, could be articles, could be a product page. Very specific, that long tail keyword. Now, I, we say the long tail, and I, and I just want to throw this one caveat out there. Google's smart now. This is not the old ways of Google. It knows synonyms more. It doesn't have to be exact match. You know, even PPC exact match is out. Even it's listed in there, but Google knows. So you can, someone could write, you know, a keyword phrase, and it could be very close to maybe what your page is about. And it will come up if you have other ranking factors to it, you know, backlinks and so forth, other signals to it. So don't be scared of doing long tail keyword phrases and you're not going to reach an audience. You're going to reach the right audience who is searching for that and will find you. So I think jumping on that, what you're talking about with the long tail, I think it's extremely important to really key in on that. And it goes back to it's all about with keyword searches. And the audience that's looking for you, the volume of it, all about the quality, not the quantity of the people coming to your page. Because I will take 10 visits a month if I know it's the right audience and they're going to buy my product instead of having a thousand people come and one person only buys my product for it. So that's an example. You have to think of quality over quantity when it comes to that. So, you know, there is a lot of people that talk about SEO is dead. There's a lot of people that, you know, put their emphasis on Google search. Hey, I'm all about, you know, putting some money into some PPC or we'll get into socials as, as well. However, don't ever overlook the importance of creating content, coming up with a content marketing strategy, find out who your audience is. And that's another important because you really can't create content if you don't know who your audience is. So couple things I think that you need to do. Go back to episode three. We talk about all things content. I think still episode four that we had, we talked about, you know, content marketing during a global crisis. Well, you know, as this airs in August of 2020, we're still in a crisis. So I think it's still very relevant uh, for you to get there. Episode six, how to use content marketing and get better SEO results. So this is something we've talked about in the past. And it's still, you know, valuable to understand where your content, how it's created, how the form you use, whether it is an article written, whether you're using images, because that's a whole another subject too that helps you with SEO and it, Google image searches as well. But go back, listen to some of those previous episodes and, and to sum it up, understand your audience, create content is if you are creating that content, you know who that audience person is. It's a it's a persona that you want to create. It is a your ICA, your ideal customer avatar. You want to understand them so well, give them a name, you know? And when you're creating it, you're creating it for Jane. You're creating it for Joe, whoever you want to call it. Understand their the demographics of who they are what they are searching for. Are they married? Are they high income? Are they middle class? Are they lower income? What is their socioeconomic level? You want to understand all of this stuff because that will help you 
creating the content that you're going to produce on your website and doing all of this and doing some keyword research. What are the words that they're using? And that's a big thing. You have to understand what words you're using because you might think one thing, but that's not how they're searching. They're searching in a different way. So again, kind of went off on a little ramble here, Chris, but I think it's just important when we dive into SEO the importance of it. And you just can't create a content, not understanding who your audience is, what kind of keywords they're using, and still in hope that you will become, you know, number one on the uh, the Google search engine rankings. But it takes a lot of work. It takes a long time to do it in relative to PPC, but it is very much possible. I think that's very relevant. And I think, you know, you talk about knowing your audience and making sure that the content is crafted for them. You know, search in particular, organic strategy is a core tenant of inbound marketing. When you build content that is, you know, targeted at your ideal customer, what you're essentially doing is putting out information and resources. You're creating content that they find in the search results on their own time. So really, it's inbound because you're essentially creating content that they're finding at the time that's right for them in their customer journey. And that's what makes search so critical, is that you're making the information available so that your customers can find it at the moment that they're ready for it. So Chris, now that we've talked about the content marketing stuff, how do you promote it? You know, I think that's that's huge. And one of the ways that you can promote your content and still create new content, if this all makes sense, is through social media. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get lost. And there are so many different social media platforms out there. When it comes to this content, okay, where do I begin? I mean, do I do I, you know, start on Twitter? Do I go to, uh, doesn't Google have one? Google Plus, you do a search. No, Google doesn't have that anymore. Okay, I'm not there. Okay, there's Snapchat. Let's see. Oh, God, everyone's on Instagram. Now Instagram has videos and it's stories. Wait, didn't Snapchat have all that? Okay, oh, Snapchat does have all that. All right. And then there's Facebook. And I think it's just completely overwhelming to people. God forbid you start with TikTok and you're trying that out. And so it's just overwhelming, but it's still important. When you're creating that persona of your ideal customer avatar, you also want to know where do they live on social media? Are you a B2B? Are you at the enterprise level? Are you B2B for an SMB? Then you want to go to LinkedIn. It's very important to understand that with LinkedIn, you have to create that content. Going back to LinkedIn, please check out episode 12, Proven LinkedIn Strategies to Boost Your Brand with Nat Bibby. Fantastic. So much knowledge dropped there with it. Please check that out. You're going to learn a lot of content, how to create that content and how you want to purpose it. So the big thing with social media is you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You can take that existing content that you've already created, and let's say you started with a blog. Okay, what do I do with it? Well, it's a couple of things. You can create images that maybe pull a quote out, and you can use that and put it on Instagram, for example. You know, what do you use? There's so many different tools that you can use with that. Adobe Spark is a really good one. Uh, WordSwag is a very uh, good. Those are two apps that you can use. I'm sure there are others. Those are just the two that I use and have a lot of you know great success with. And then, of course, you can link back to your article that you're, you're promoting with it. So that's one way of repurposing content. Another way is do a video. 
you wrote this article out, now create a, a video on it. Create the video, upload it into LinkedIn if that's where your audience is. Okay, maybe your audience lives on TikTok. Create a 15-second video on TikTok. And the reason why I say 15 seconds is if you go back to episode 13, how to get started as a micro-influencer with Evan Morgenstein, he gives you all the things that you need to know to be successful on TikTok if that's where your audience is. Again, you can take that blog article and do a quick video in 15 seconds and, and put some images on there that maybe have the bullet points of what it's about. And of course, you can send people back to your website. So those are just a couple of things that you know are really important with repurposing content with social. We're doing a really good job in this episode of hyping all of our previous episodes of the podcast, <laughs> but you know, there's a reason for it. There's a theme, right? And this is something we talk about frequently on the podcast. And so it's very relevant to our listening audience. Since the dawn of time, word of mouth has been the most effective marketing ever. And that's relevant because when you're looking for you know, somebody to do business with, or you're looking for a new product or a new service, you trust those that are closest to you, that are in your tribe, right? Or in your, in your very close network. Well, social media in many ways is just the next evolution of that, right? It's a digital world today. 3.5 billion social media users worldwide spread out across all different platforms. Facebook is the largest, but obviously we've got Instagram, we've got Snapchat, we've got YouTube, TikTok is in the news a lot lately, but all relevant platforms. And again, it goes back to what we talked about in, in previous episodes and in this episode as well, knowing your audience, you know, knowing which types of platforms your audience is most likely to engage in because that's where you're going to go to find them. And that's where you're going to go to share that content, which really amplifies the search pillar that we talked about earlier. I think all these are great points that you don't have to work harder. You do have to work smarter. And, and just kind of going back, it's hard to create content. That is really tough. And, and we have a, a, a great episode coming up about content and how to get ideas. So you feel like you kind of have that never-ending content idealist. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's coming up in a few more episodes. But staying here, I think it's important to create a piece of content. We, I say a blog post. You can do the opposite. Here, we're doing a podcast. With this podcast episode, there is going to be an accompanying blog post that goes with it. So there we have the written form. Through that, if we have some good sound bites, going to create a short little video on that. With that video, that can go on LinkedIn because we have a lot of people here that, that have listened to us through LinkedIn. It's going to go on Instagram. So again, there are different ways that you can repurpose this. You can even put small videos on YouTube. So now the smaller the video, and if you, you obviously have to optimize all of those channels so that you can get, again, some of that organic reach. So again, the first thing we talked about was organic and, and search as the first pillar. The second pillar, taking that content and distributing that content on social media. Chris, what is the third pillar? Pillar number three is email. And I can tell you, similar to the first pillar with uh, search, I hear constantly, email is dead. Stop using email. Email is very much alive as well. That is ridiculous. In fact, email, I think, is larger or more successful today as one of the pillars of digital marketing than anything else. 
And I think the big misconception is people say, you know, you're only getting, you know, if you're doing well, you know, it's it's double digits. If you're doing really well of open rates, you're in the 20 percentile and, you know, it has to do with your list. And so this is a big thing when you're creating content for SEO, when you're creating and promoting it on social and you're creating these little videos and Instagram stories, you want to send people back to your website. Well, one of the things that you want to do on your website is have a place where you can collect email addresses. You collect these email addresses, and real quick, how I can do that is with a lead magnet. It can be with a guide. You send people to a landing page. You you have a guide, the top 10 ways for whatever it is, and then you get their email list. The whole point of getting their email list is to send out emails because it works, you know? So I think that's really important. It's so overlooked and it's looked down upon by so many. And I think the people who look down on it and don't do it, and we've had guests on this podcast that have looked down on emails. And I will say this, I think if you look down on emails and you're not having success with it, there's two problems with it. It's not the email. It's either your audience or your messaging sucks or three, it's both. And then you're not going to see success. You're going to have poor open rates. You're going to have even poorer click-through rates to get back to your website. It's very important that you build a good list. After you build that list, now you want to nurture those leads with what? More content. And that content is helping to build trust It's helping to build your authority as an expert in your space. And it doesn't matter what that space is, whether you're the enterprise level or you are the local dry cleaners. It doesn't matter what your business is. You can create content that adds value and that provides information and educates. I think those are the big things that you can do with email. Emails that don't work are spammy. And they go right to the sale right off the bat. And even though somebody gave you their email address, let's say you had a guide. Come to my website, download this guide that'll make your life easier to do whatever it is. Okay, great. You do it. You like the guide. It's okay. It's it's a little PDF that you downloaded. You look at it and you may never look at it again. But now you're getting emails from that company. If that company immediately asks you for the sale in the email, You might have one person or two people that might buy, but overwhelmingly, they're not going to like it. So they're either A, they're not going to open any more emails from you. They're going to subscribe from you. And that could have been a good prospect. What you did was you just rushed to it, right? It's that old thing like, you know, it's it's you want to build that relationship. And if you see somebody that looks good to you, you walk into a bar and they're sitting at the bar and you want to go up next to them and you want to talk to them. You don't just go and ask, like, hey, let's go get married. No, of course, that will never work unless you're in Vegas. Maybe that works. But outside of that, that will never work. What you want to do is get to know them. Emails is a way to get to know them. And more importantly, it's also a way for them, the recipient, to get to know you. So you want to create content. Send them blog articles that you've already written on your website that maybe they haven't found yet. And it's going to be blog articles that are informative. It's not all about buy, buy, buy. It's not. It's the opposite. It's this is your problem and here are solutions to it. Now you're building that trust and authority. And then down the road, when people start opening it, you see this list, they're opening it, they're clicking on your website. 
you're nurturing them. And what you're doing is you're pushing them further down that traditional funnel that we can say. And then when they're primed, now you can send them an offer or you can send them, you know, test your product out for a free trial, whatever it may be. That is how email can work. For those who don't say it, it, it doesn't work. I'm sorry, they're not doing it right. Yeah, there's no question. The biggest mistake that I've seen with clients that say email is dead or email marketing doesn't work is because they're not treating it like a communication channel with their customers. They're treating it like a bullhorn. They're treating it like a PR channel to just push out a message to the masses. The biggest mistake organizations make when they're sending emails is they send the same damn message to every single email address in their database. They don't segment the database by different demographics and psychographics and know who their customers are and which buckets to put them in and how to customize the message that's specific to them. An email address is a valuable commodity. Think about when you're browsing the web at looking at you know, products and services, or, you know, maybe you're even in a brick and mortar store and they ask you for your email address. You're almost, at least speaking for myself, I'm almost a little hesitant. Like, well, why do you need my email address? I'm right here paying right now. I don't think you need my email address. You know, it, it takes something for you to be willing to hand that over. So if you entrust your email address to a company, you have to know that they're not going to abuse it. And if the first thing they do is try to sell you the next hot thing, you're immediately unsubscribing from their list. Of course, that version of email isn't going to work. You have to treat the, the email pillar the same way you do the search pillar and the social pillar, which is creating quality and sharing it with the right audience at the right time. And that's where you're going to see the most level of success with it. There's also been this transition over time. Email for the longest time was considered a very informal form of communication. I think a lot of organizations, a lot of individuals now consider email a much more formal version of communication. In fact, according to some HubSpot data I'm looking at here, 73% of millennials prefer communication from businesses to come via email. 35% of business professionals check email on their mobile devices, which just shows that always connected mentality, right? I think social media and text messaging and things like that have become the more informal channels. So email is a valid formal channel of communication. You just have to treat it right and make sure you're delivering the right message to the right customer at the right time in order to see the returns from it. A rush to get the sale. I think that is one of the biggest downfalls of email outside of just the, the, the crazy spam that you get. So, you know, when we listened to Neil Schaefer, and that was the one thing that kind of resonated with us, you know, was when he just basically said, hey, these are the three pillars. And it is search, it is social, and it is email. He summed it up as easy as that. So Chris and I was like, you know what? You're right. And we still get a lot of people that asks us the different questions on it. You know, a lot, still a lot about search, obviously social, where do I go? But there's too many options. And then the one we hear about with email is email's dead. Why do I want to email? And I, I hope listening to each of these pillars, A, hope you have a little bit of better understanding, maybe a little bit more clarity on why each of these are so important, yet they all dovetail into each other. Uh, with it. So social search email are all big and it all comes back to 
content marketing, creating that content, whether it's on your website, whether it is creating content, obviously on audio, like this, you're listening to a podcast or on something like an Instagram or a TikTok. So that will wrap up another episode of Digital Marketing Happy Hour. But as always, no episode is complete without Keep It Light. So Ryan, what are you reading or binge watching these days? You know, I did get a chance to kind of, uh, you know, kind of get away and just kind of detach uh, a little bit. And while I was away, the show has been out for just a little bit. But uh, one thing I like on Netflix is uh, the Comiskey Method with um, Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas. And I, I, I love it. I think it's absolutely hilarious. It's kind of like this, you know, if people haven't watched it yet. It's kind of like a... Uh, a little bit like grumpy old men, not quite like grumpy old men back in the uh, in the 90s, a little bit more modern day version of it. So I went through season two. I already had watched season one. Uh, the quick short episodes, I think they're only 30 minutes long, maybe less. And there's only eight episodes. So it kind of burned through those. So I enjoyed it. I, there's one more season. If people follow it, season three will be coming up. Probably who knows when that'll actually happen with production. But uh, and that'll be the last uh, Kaminsky method. So it was good. What are you watching or listening to? You know, I've seen Comiskey Method in my uh, feed for Netflix multiple times, and I haven't checked it out. So maybe I will. Maybe I will do that now. Uh, it's I, good. It is. It's good. <laughs> I am actually reading a book this week. I'm reading a book called Hacking Marketing by Scott Brinker, and I think for you know our listeners, I've talked about my background in technology and software development and how I sort of transitioned into the marketing world. And this is a book that's really up my alley because. You know, I do a lot of project management as well, and the book really focuses on taking some of the agile practices out of the software development world and using them in the marketing world to make your marketing campaigns, you know, smarter, faster, and more innovative. So it's it's a really well-written book. Am I possibly foreshadowing a guest on the podcast at some point? I don't know. I guess you will have to stay tuned to Digital Marketing Happy Hour to find out. Well, we would like to hear from you. If you heard something you loved or better yet, if there's something that you disagreed with, we want to hear from you. Let us know. Uh, we want your feedback. So send us an email and the email is to podcast at araxam.com. So it's podcast at A-R-A-X-A-M.com. Also, we talked about a lot about social media. Hit us up on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, my handle is exactly the same. It's Ryan Smith, F-L-A-R-Y-A-N-S-M-I-D-H-F-L-A. Already heard some feedback from a lot of you. So thank you for that. Please keep it coming. A lot of positive feedback. And of course, LinkedIn, you can search, you know, Ryan Smith Marketing on LinkedIn and you'll find me there. There's a lot of us, Ryan Smiths, but Ryan Smith Marketing should find me. And of course, you can always just search Araxam, A-R-A-X-A-M on LinkedIn, and you'll find both Chris and I there. Yeah, and you can reach me on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. On LinkedIn, it's under my name, Chris Casale. You can also find me under Araxam or, of course, Digital Marketing Happy Hour. Several of you have reached out to me through direct message uh, as well, uh, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Love hearing from you. And on Twitter, I'm Real Chris Casale. That's R-E-A-L-C-H-R-I-S-C-A-S-A-L-E. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We hope it'll enlighten your day. After all, this is our mom's favorite podcast. Once again, thanks everybody for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. 
This week's episode is brought to you by Araxum.com, your digital resource for marketing and technology. Visit Araxum at A-R-A-X-A-M.com. The music intro you heard is called Pure Adrenaline by Eddie off the album Too Damn Loud. You can learn more at CactusSlimRecords.com. The music used for closing credits In My Pocket by Jazzer, you can find it on their album Message. Learn more at BetterWithMusic.com. Thank you for listening.